the eye doctor will see you now, but can you see him? Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be discussing eye health with Dr. Badwan. And we'd like to thank our and we'd like to acknowledge the companies that support our program. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are much lower often than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. And, Doc, if uh, people have questions after the show, uh, maybe they want to follow up on something that you've talked about today or they'd like to find out more information about your practice there in Apex, where can they go to find that? After the show, uh, you can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we'll also provide you with links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. If you'd like more information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to ACCHealth.com or call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. And if listeners want to send some general uh, non-emergent medical questions and possibly have those questions answered on the show they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com or they can send us an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com just make sure to include your uh, email or contact information in that well dr forrest we have a special guest in the studio with us today i'm going to turn it over to you and let you introduce him Thanks, Mike. We are honored today to have optometrist and medical director for Wake Family Eye Care, Dr. Amjad. He is going to discuss some important things to know about eye health. Welcome, Dr. Badwan. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Could you tell the audience a little bit about your practice and where you're located? Uh, we're, you know, we're Wake Family Eye Care. We're located in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, we're primary care optometry. First line of defense for the eyes is how we look at it. Um, we see any and all ages and take care of any and all eye problems that we can. All right. Well, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Uh, one of the things I've been hearing a lot about lately are about the harmful effects of blue light on our eyes. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that blue light exposure and why it may be a problem? Oh, for sure. So blue light exposure, the you know, it's part of the normal visible light spectrum coming from the sun but more so you'll see it now from tablets devices phones computers things of that nature uh, the main concern that we have with the blue light is damage to the retina um, too much exposure to certain wavelengths of that blue light can cause harmful effects to the retina and we're talking you know anything from retinal diseases to macular degeneration Wow, and I know macular degeneration seems like is on the rise lately. Um, and are there any things that people can do to protect themselves or their kids from blue light? Oh, for sure. Though The biggest things we talk about when it comes to the children and to the IT or people who are in front of the computer more than four to six hours a day, which is almost everybody now, is one, taking the breaks when you're working in front of the computer. Uh, we have a basic thing called the twenty twenty rule. Uh, for every 20 minutes you're in front of a computer, look away for 20 seconds. Give your eyes a break from just focusing too long on it. Uh, for kids, honestly, the the biggest recommendation is for every 10 minutes they're on a device, they need to be off of it for 20 minutes. Uh, that kind of lets you know how harmful the blue light damage can be towards children. Um, with regards to what they can do in glasses, there's specific coatings and treatments for lenses that can help uh, block out percentages of that blue light blue visible light spectrum 
And is that are those coatings? Is that something they can have put on their normal lenses, or do they need to special order those, or how would they go about getting those if they wanted to protect their eyes from the blue light? So when they're when they're ordering their glasses, it's a treatment coating that's put on while the lens is being made. So it's not something that once you have a lens, you send it back to get it done. But uh, when you're ordering, if it's something that you ask for or something that's recommended, I would absolutely go that route, especially with the way that the world is heading in. So. Yeah, and I know that uh, some devices have the ability to set them towards more of a warm spectrum, uh, and they call that sort of an evening or night mode. Because uh, you know, as a as a primary care physician, one of the problems I see is not necessarily re- related to eye health, but people who are exposed to this blue sort of tint. It seems from tablets and devices, it seems like they have a lot more trouble with their sleep cycle and with circadian rhythms. So we're finding that people that you know constantly exposing themselves to blue light late in the evening sometimes their their body thinks it's time to still be awake so uh definitely something we've got to watch out for there so uh so we talked about blue light um what i'd like to talk about next is is sort of something we're all exposed to all the time uh and i know sunglasses can help but i want you to go into a little detail on that but is just ultraviolet light exposure that we get from the sun and from reflections from the sun uh, i know there are a lot of types of sunglasses and stuff out there uh, but can you talk about the impact of ultraviolet light on our eyes and what people really need to do to protect themselves well as we discussed with the blue lights the blue light mostly affects the back of the eye um with uv uv rays we're worried about the front of the eye so the damage is to the lens uh, cataract formation and to the cornea where you can get uh pinguiculas and uh, pterygium which are growths that come from the sun uh uva and uvb are the two forms of uv rays that we're more worried about as uvc is usually blocked out by the ozone but the damage from those two you know with regards to the skin the eyes it, it's pretty cumulative like you don't just have something that happens to the skin and it's not damaging the eyes uh you know an example of that is when we tell people who are doing tanning you know make sure your eyes are protected when you're outside tanning or when you're in a tanning booth because it's going to pass through and cause damage to the eye uh our biggest thing is cataracts uh we'll find that people who are outside most of the day end up getting cataracts at an earlier age than they should be um we recommend when you're outside making sure that you get a good pair of sunglasses that covers that UVA, UVB spectrum. Um, but also, if you want something that helps you see better when you're outside, get a pair of polarized sunglasses. Uh, the the biggest misconception is, hey, it's a cloudy day. I don't need to wear sunglasses, or maybe it's a little bit of drizzle. Uh, 80% of UV rays still pass through, and it's a cloudy day. So you know, just because it's not bright doesn't mean you shouldn't be wearing sunglasses. Oh, that's a great point. And, you know, I always see these designations on things at the store, like I'll see UV 400 or blocks 99% of rays or all this kind of stuff. Is there really something we can go by? Is there some something on the label that'll tell us, hey, this is something that's really going to protect my eyes from those harmful UV rays? Um, there's not really anything that you're going to find, honestly, on the on the labels themselves. Those essentially, it goes back to the, you know, the old saying, you, you get what you pay for. Um, if you want to protect your eyes at a you know good rate, you, you can't go and be cheap with regards to that. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go get the most expensive pair of sunglasses either. But, you know, there's a fine line of what you're doing to protect the eye and the harmful damages from the UV rays or just getting something just for a fashion statement. Hey, I'm wearing sunglasses. 
Right. And can you talk about sort of the, the idea that it's not just the front that we get some sort of exposure from the sides and, and some of the other things? Do, do you recommend like, you know, whole wraparound glasses or do you recommend like a certain type of lens or certain type of frame that really helps sort of protect from that sort of scattered UV light? Yeah, absolutely. The The bigger the frame, the bigger the lens or the wrap, the better protection you're going to get overall. We have lots of patients who have light sensitivity who will wear those wrap lenses that cover as much as possible. Uh, you know, most people who are wearing the very small sunglasses, their their reasoning for wearing the sunglasses more on a fashion standpoint. But you know, to us at the end of the day, I'll say better something than nothing. But the bigger, the more protection you get over the eye, the better it is for the eye itself. So absolutely, the wraps and the bigger bigger frames and lenses are going to be better for the eye health. Okay, well, um, so let's say we're protected from the ultraviolet light. There's still, as we go into spring and summer, there's a lot of things that are out there that still can affect our eyes and make make them irritated. Uh, so you can talk a little bit about, like, you know, chlorine exposure, and is there certain things people need to watch out for? There's certain symptoms they might have if they were in a chlorinated pool. Do you have any advice for that or on goggles or anything like that in terms of chlorine in pools? And then also just, like, wind. What What kind of effects can wind have on your eyes? Well, we'll start with, you know, with summer approaching, you know, I'm glad you brought up the beach, the chlorine pool, things like that. You know, the biggest thing that a lot of people don't know is if, if we just talk about contact lenses is water and contact lenses don't mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's whether we're talking about a pool, a beach, a lake, even the shower. Um, whenever you're doing anything with water, contact lenses shouldn't be there. The biggest fear is to get an acanthamoeba infection, which was something about, I think, seven to 10 years ago was going around nationwide and people thought it was a contact lens solution problem. It was actually the water. Um, So contacts and water don't mix. If you're going to be outside swimming and all of, you know, things in that nature, you want to make sure you're wearing goggles that protect it. But even still, you're not 100% in the clear with regards to that. So that's a big thing with the summer approaching that we discuss with our patients. Uh, people can get prescription goggles, you know, so that way, you know, you don't have to see 100% when you're swimming. You can see 90% and that should take care of it, but be more focused about the eye health itself. With regards to wind and allergens, uh, as a native North Carolinian, uh, allergies have been one of those things that have got me my entire life. Uh, the dust, the pollen, the wind, all of that stuff adds up. The biggest thing we tell our patients, you know, is for lack of a better term, you know, from, we call it eye boogers. Um, but it's like the little mucus that you get, or you wake up with people seem to think that that's normal, but any form of that is actually a sign that you've got eye allergies. So it's not a normal thing. That's something that we need to actually be taking care of because you'll see quality of life or quality of vision improve once that's taken care of. All right. Thanks so much, Dr. Badwan and Dr. Forrest. It's time now for our access health tip of the week. Did you know that it is important to get dilating drops when you get your eye exams? You know, many times people get a quick eye exam by their physician and others without their uh, eyes being dilated. And often the location is in a really bright room. And the problem is that our pupils typically get really small when we're in a lot of light. And it makes it very difficult for anyone to get a good eye exam because the opening that we look through with those little ophthalmoscopes is so small. However, when the room is dimmed and dilating drops are used, the doctor doing your eye exam can much more completely examine the back of your eye and retina. So make sure that you get your eyes dilated if you want a really thorough eye exam. All right. Thanks so much for that tip, Dr. Forrest. 
When we come back, we're going to discuss some common eye problems and what you should know as we continue our conversation today with Dr. Amjad Badwan and, of course, Dr. Brian Forrest here on Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician and today's special guest. And yes, we're here with our special guest today, Dr. Badwan from Family Medical oh, Wake Family Eye Care. You got that? I'm, I'm okay. good. We're good. From, from Wake Family Eye Care in Cary. Dr. Badwan, could you discuss a little bit more in depth the problem of allergies as it relates to our eyes? You talked about a little bit in that last segment about the importance of taking care of that. Can you talk about what we need to do to take care of the allergies in our eyes? Um, you know, when it comes to the allergies in the eyes, just like the allergies that you're getting in your, your body, you want to take proper care. For us, typically it's either an antihistamine drop or a mast cell stabilizer drop. We'll, we'll start by asking if the patient is on anything for their general allergies or if they've had any allergy testing done to kind of figure out if there's anything specific that's causing it. Um, if it's something that's just seasonal or occurring, we'll, we'll base it off of the, you know, how severe the patient's eyes look, and then we'll, we'll start them on some drops. There's plenty of different options from over-the-counter options, which can range anywhere from 10 to $30 to prescription drops, which without insurance can go up to $300. Mm. Uh, so, you know, sometimes it's not just managing the condition in the sense of, hey, this is going to take care of it right away, but we have to figure out what's best for our patient with regards to that, what they're actually able to do and be compliant with. And is there a particular, like if, if somebody's just going to pick up something over the counter, is there a particular ingredient that if you yourself had eye allergies, you'd go pick up at the pharmacy over the counters or not, not necessarily a brand name, but any particular thing they should look for? Uh, there's nothing, no particular ingredient that I'm going to say is out there. But the, the biggest thing is if you're going to pick one up, make sure it's an antihistamine and mast cell stabilizer combination over the past couple of years. There have been a few drops that were prescription that are now over-the-counter. Uh, they're helping us manage a lot of patients with allergies. Okay. That sounds great. And uh, you said some of those cost over $300. Uh, if somebody's got really severe eye allergies, typically is that something that insurance is going to cover for them? Yeah. There, and there's a lot of great rebate programs with some of these um, drops as well, the prescription ones, where we have specific cards to give to the patients where – they'll submit them with their prescription to the pharmacy and it'll end up leading to a no cost greater than about $35 for that drop. That's $300 at other times. So. Right. Okay. Well, um, you know, one question I get a lot is patients asking if they need glasses, contacts, or if laser eye surgery is going to be the best option for them. Can you sort of discuss each of those options? I know you already mentioned contacts briefly, but but talk about, like, you know, which ones of those suit which patients and, you know, what most people do and what some considerations might be in terms of picking, you know, how you're going to sort of correct your vision. Um, I'll start with a quick generalization. Over the age of 22, under the age of 40, LASIK is an excellent option. Uh, It'll help clear your distance vision, and at that point, there shouldn't be any accommodative or focusing problems. So you'll be able to see far away up close, no problems, no need for glasses. Uh, I, I put that caveat of under 40, because once we turn 40, we start having to have that need for reading glasses. And when that happens, if you've done the surgery prior to, you'll just need to wear reading glasses. You won't need to wear the distance glasses anymore. Um, if you wait to do the surgery, for instance, after the age of 40, there's options where you can do one eye for up close, one eye for far away. That's called monovision, 
which will keep you out of glasses itself. Uh, some people like that. Um, glasses in general are going to be the option of choice, obviously, for under that population. You know, especially eighteen and under, you want patients to be correcting their vision when they need it. And some people who either can cannot afford to do a LASIK surgery or cannot are, are afraid to do a LASIK surgery. It's still mm-hmm. a surgery, and with it come risks. And some people don't want to do that. Glasses are without a doubt uh, the way to go. Um, with glasses, you can get the prescription to what the patient actually needs exactly. Uh, with contact lenses, you can get it pretty close. I always say, unless the person is, you know, a spherical, no astigmatism prescription. I know this is getting a little bit outside of the question, but you can get a contact lens prescription to about 98, 99%, but the glasses will always get you to that 100% clarity. Right. And between the two, between glasses and contacts, besides that that correction percentage, is there any considerations that or recommendations you make to patients in terms of, you know, should they use contacts or should they just stick with glasses? Uh, what, what kind of things should people consider with that? So higher prescriptions, uh, patients who would end up with either thick glasses or aberrations or distortions from looking from their glasses, some of them are going to, contacts are going to be easier for them and change their quality of life. So we would absolutely recommend contact lenses for some of those patients. Whereas, you know, back to the allergy talk, if patients have bad allergies or bad dryness or ocular surface problems, contact lenses might not be an option for them. So, you know, you kind of have to weigh in what's going on with the eye. It's not just a, hey, you know, I want contacts. It means I can get them. It's like, can your eyes actually handle them? Because at the end of the day, contact lens is still a medical device. So if we're not careful with what we're doing, we can actually cause more damage to the eye than help. Right. And, and that's a great point. Cause I know that, you know, one of the things sometimes we see people in the office for is they've got some kind of problem and that problem in their eye may actually be related to their contact lens. So generally I, I, I'm, I guess I'm asking, do you think they're overall safe? And then do you prefer the ones that people put in daily, the ones that they change on a regular basis or more the, the less flexible type? What, what do you think if you had to use them yourself, sort of which type would you pick? I think they're all safe if compliant, if the patient is fully compliant. Um, The dailies are going to be the healthiest for the eye. You get a fresh pair every single day. But with that, it's a higher, higher cost. So I'm not going to say everybody should be in a daily lens. It's all about compliance. If the patient is wearing the contact the way they should be, they're graded out on how long oxygen passes through to them. So a daily oxygen passes through for a day. So you got to chuck it. If you're wearing a daily lens for two or three days, it's not doing it for you. A monthly you wear it for a month, it's great, it does its job. If you wear it for more than a month, you're causing damage to your eye. So the compliance factor is very huge. Okay, thanks. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with our guest optometrist, Dr. Amjad Badwan, and, of course, Dr. Brian Forrest, and our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest, and our guest optometrist, Dr. Amjad Badwan. It's time for our Trivia of the Week, Doc. I'm sure this will be no surprise to our guest today, but I was amazed to find out that nearly 75% of all Americans use either glasses or contacts. About 64% wear glasses and about 11% wear contacts with or without glasses. Uh, that's nearly 178 million Americans. So if you do wear glasses or contacts, you're definitely not alone. So, uh, Dr. Badwan, I'd really love to thank you again for being our guest on the show today and providing us some great information on eye health. Could you just one more time give the audience your contact information and location in case they have any further questions? 
Uh, thanks for having me here. Um, Dr. Emjit Badwin at Wake Family Eye Care in Cary, North Carolina. If there's any questions, just hit us up. All right. Thanks so much for being here today on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. That concludes our show for this week. Our scripture this week is appropriate for this topic and is from Matthew 6.22. The eye is the lamp of the body, so then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.